But what happens when a filmmaker's ghost footage turns out to be an alien? Tonight, the Unbelievers podcast explores the work of award-winning director Chad Kalick, a man who followed a team of Australian ghost hunters into Sydney's Cockatoo Island and captured some remarkable, unexplained activity that would change his entire worldview. Why is the Australian government hiring ghost hunters? Who is trying to stop these films from being made? And how are the men in black running down driveways so fast? Find out now as we discuss Two Face the Gray. Right here in the program, we continue to learn to unlearn everything you know. Hello and welcome to the Unbelievers Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Ryan. And joining me as always is my co-host, Drea Mora. Hello, Drea. Hey, what's up? And our soundboard engineer, producer, Rob Oki. A gray on the roof observing us. What's up, guys? Hey. How you doing? Hello, Drea. Hello, Rob. Here we are. Back to our regular format after having Christo on last week, which was a lot of fun. Fantastic. I, it was great having him back. Fantastic. Nice having someone to talk to. Always fun. He was so good, man. One of the things that stuck with me from when he was there, he, remember he mentioned J-Rod, the alien? He talked about the <laughs> yeah. alien gray with the name J-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I kicked myself for not saying later that I thought it was like the couple- a couple um, name J Lo and A Rod, but J Lo and A Rod, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, you know, but they're not a couple anymore. I so. mean, it's formerly their couple name, I think, but yeah, no, I'd never heard of I'd never heard of J Rod before, so that kind of caught me off me guard <laughs> when he was like, yeah. You don't know about J Rod? I was like, No, actually, I don't. I felt silly, right? There's a pantheon of some named aliens, is Rock the Alien, mm-hmm. there's Freddy in the Freezer, a few of, of these guys mm-hmm. have names, and it reminded me of another one that I've heard of that we're going to talk about tonight because tonight we're talking about Two Face. The gray. Yeah, the fall. Tonight, tonight we will be discussing a paranormal documentary by award-winning filmmaker Chad Kalick titled Two Face the Gray. Now, Drea, you yeah. watched this documentary, correct? Yes, I did. Before watching this, were you at all familiar with the world of Chad Kalick? No, not at all. That's my first uh, first foray. Okay, what about you, Rob? You've been hip to this award-winning director, Chad Kalick? Well, the name sounded very familiar to me when I first heard it, when I first started watching this thing. And then uh, slowly I realized that 
what I remembered him from was Paranormal State after they showed a few clips of him working on that show. Because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's where I know this guy from is Paranormal State. That show, which is highly questionable in many different ways. <laughs> he, he goes back a little ways into paranormal. So before getting into tonight's topic, Two-Face the Gray, I'll give the listeners a little backstory on Chad Kalick. He is a director, producer, writer, editor, photographer, lecturer and musician. He's a man of many talents. Wow. He made his directorial debut in 1999 with his film, The Private Public, which was sold to the Showtime Network and sold some DVDs or something. Mm -hmm. And then in 2004, he directed a series of commercials for Mountain Dew Amp Energy. Really? Featuring <laughs> rock bands such as platinum selling emo rock band Taking Back Sunday. Oh, I love it. They're wow. Long Island treasure, Taking Back Sunday. I never heard of these. That's okay. crazy. <laughs> Come on. No, I've heard of the band. I hadn't I'm, heard about the commercial. I thought, that, I thought you were Sorry. trying to be like coy. They're like, I've never heard of Taking Back Sunday before. Oh, what, no. What sort no, of artist I've heard is of all, this? They took back all of the days. Of, yeah. No, of course, no. I know Taking Back Sunday. She knows they are the platinum-selling emo rock band. <laughs> and in, in 2005, Chad Kalick directed his first documentary titled A Clown Short of Destiny, which chronicled his band's rivalry with the multi-platinum metal band Slipknot. Hmm. The, hmm. This was his directorial debut, A Clown Short of Destiny. And he was part of a band called 35 Inch Mutter. Uh, had you guys heard of them? <laughs> no, I can't say I've ever heard of them. That's at the all. band's name is 35 Inch Mutter? Yeah. I mean, no, you Weird. probably haven't heard of them because Slipknot beat them in the race to, I don't know, get famous or make some <laughs> kind of music. And they erased all of their history. <laughs> But this documentary, it was awarded the Audience Choice Award at the New York International Independent Film Festival and the Director's Choice Award at the Park City Music and Film Festival. So when we say award-winning filmmaker, those are the awards. <laughs> His Slipknot doc, it took like a lot of hardware home. Okay. Yeah. I can make an award up too and give it to him if, that, if he wants to add to his accolades. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it because those are actual <laughs> awards. I'm surprised with the name like 35 foot mutter that they didn't get super famous. It's such a catchy name, you know? Yeah, it doesn't get jumbled up in the tongue at all or, or get confused with uh, 35 inch <laughs> mutter either. Whatever. You guys are forgetting <laughs> exactly. Slipknot existed. Were... That's why it didn't happen. There's a whole documentary. It won some awards. You have to see it. Uh, nobody else can succeed if Slipknot's, you know, it, it exists. Then you should just give up. Don't even bother. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time for those guys. But in 2008, he made his mark in the paranormal world when he made his on-screen debut on that TV program, Paranormal State. We know Rob remembers that show. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a lot of facts about this guy from his website, and I found this fact a little weird. After only appearing in the three episodes of Paranormal State, A&E make Kalick the second highest paid cast member on the series. And Kalick would go on to appear in 28 episodes of Paranormal State. This is from his bio. It's kind of a weird flex to put in your bio. Like, I was on three episodes, and then they gave me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that is a really weird thing to say. Um, typically, people who have been successful don't really feel the need to pinpoint every little thing about it. You you know, you kind of remain a little bit humble and just be like, oh, yes, I was on this show. Well, was he was he just a, a featured, like, guest on the show, or was he actually part of the production on that show? He was an on-screen, uh, he was on-screen personality for 28 episodes, and I think he directed, like, the sixth season himself. Like, he he mm. directed later. See, he that's a fair bullet Many point. episodes. Yeah. There's one thing that I will say about this guy, just, you know, right off the bat getting into this, is that he's not a terrible filmmaker. He, no, he's got, he has some skills as far as actually like 
the quality of the work is actually pretty pretty well done. Yeah. But I mean we'll get into we'll get into the other reasons. Some, some questionable choices, but a big music video influence a lot <laughs> yeah, of stuff still in a good cute. way. It, uh, so he leaves Paranormal State in 2010. He starts his own production company, releasing an independent paranormal documentary titled American Ghost Hunter. And this documentary is kind of his first out on his own paranormal thing. It sold a ton of DVDs, mm. according to his site. A lot of DVDs. <laughs> And then from then on, he just made a career of producing paranormal documentaries and doing lectures. And in 2018, he releases a very interesting documentary called Sir No Face. And here is the official summary. Award-winning filmmaker Chad Kalick's Sir No Face documentary chronicles the bizarre events reported on Sydney Harbor's Cockatoo Island and the mysterious circumstances surrounding the only known paranormal investigation in history to be officially sanctioned by the Australian government. That's your Aussie taxpayer money at work. This is a, <laughs> this becomes a very big talking point in this that, that the government sanctioned an investigation. It's like it's like Tom Reed approves. Like anytime the government yeah. gets behind something like this, <laughs> that and that is kind of a big deal. It almost feels like the government may have done that and they didn't even realize what they were sanctioning like it's like hey can we go make bunk beds like uh yeah yeah sure whatever like Just yeah don't use any power tools. i want to know who really gave the approval on that or what part of the government which <laughs> officials seek them out and they were like you know who we need to hire this guy i'm glad you have so many questions because he gives you give so many answers are we gonna get to? <laughs> but this is the rest of the official summary of sir no face the investigation was led by civilian investigator craig powell and the west sydney paranormal research team this mind-bending investigation will last in secrecy for nearly two years, which, in addition to experiencing groundbreaking levels of paranormal activity, Powell and his team members were successful in filming countless events that defy all known rationale and scientific explanation, including the first-ever verifiable footage of a full-body apparition that definitively proves the existence of ghosts. As a must-see documentary for both skeptics and believers, so no face is the single most important paranormal case ever documented and presented to the public. Drea. No, yeah. you were in tune with a lot of the haunting news. Had you seen or heard of Sir No Face? I really haven't. Like if I I can I can kind of imagine, like, you know, that does sound kind of familiar, but it could just be, you know, I could just be suggestible to it. But I, I don't really remember this at least it doesn't but stand this- out. This is the most compelling yet. This proves the existence of ghosts. This is what he's saying. Like, yeah, I, I where think have everyone I been? Should, should be on the tip of everyone's tongue. It wasn't on yours, Rob. I'd never heard of Sir No Face. What the hell is this? Is he like Sir Paul McCartney? What is the what's with the Sir? Why it is, almost sounds a little like con, not condescending, but like sarcastic. Like, okay, sir. He's like, like a gentleman a, ghost. Or I like, yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't we know. should I'd, watch the first No, one. I'd never heard of Sir No-Face. We have a lot of questions. We got so many answers. <laughs> and a lot of people did miss Sir No-Face because it wasn't that easy to see. It was released on Vimeo for like 20 or $25. And it was oh, toured around the country to a few cities with screenings with Chad Kalick there to present it. And I don't know how much those cost. They probably weren't cheap, but I think it would be worth it for a chance to see definitive proof on camera of a full body apparition. You'd che- you'd like shell out 20 bucks to see that, right, Drea? No, not at all. That's why I was like, that's going to be the thing that's going to push me away and be like, nah, 
Look, I've already had to spend some money on some of these rentals that I'm like, I want my five dollars back. So there's no way in hell I would chance a 20. All right. So what if what if they started off and they were like, all right, listen, Drea, we have a video of a full bodied apparition. And like, do you want to see it like right off the bat? Just without you're like, all right. They're like, all right. But what about for like 99 cents? You still want to see it? No, because that's already just like how many people are you going up to asking for this? They're like, listen, we have to pay the cameraman. Okay, we have to pay him. So, I mean, the, it's wow, a full body apparition on speculation. This is footage of a full body apparition. It's not only 99 cents. You still, okay. You should be wanting to show everybody for free. That's true. That is true. He yeah. has a name, which is the plus. This is Sir No Face. No, that doesn't do anything for you. Fine. <laughs> luckily, you're not going to have to shell out that 20 bucks because you watched the subject of tonight's episode. This is the exciting sequel to Sir No Face, Two Face the Gray. Which sums up the first movie, Sir No-Face, right off the bat from the beginning. It tells us that from 2013 to 2015, the Australian government sanctions a paranormal investigation of Sydney Harbour's Cockatoo Island. This island was a former prison, and it operated as a shipyard for over a century. It was built by convicts. And while investigator Craig Powell and the West Sydney Paranormal Research Team were there, they filmed a full-body apparition that peeked out from behind a doorway. And the face of this entity (laughs) was featureless, and it answered to being called Sir, and it was then dubbed Sir No-Face. And this 10-second shot of a very creepy Sir No-Face, this is the big moment of this investigation, and it spawned an hour and 40-minute documentary. But there is more to this Amish doll come to life. (laughs) Two-Face the Grey it starts by showing Chad Kalick doing a bunch of radio interviews promoting his Sir No-Face. He's with Jim Norton and a bunch of radio people and footage from the screenings in different towns. And you can tell by these testimonials that these people, they believe in Sir No-Face. I'm a registered nurse and I, I believe in science. I love science, but I also believe that there's something more. I'm, I'm just so happy that tonight we had proof of that. I got to see it with everyone else, that there is something else out there. I believe what I saw was real. That film was awesome. Finally like seeing somebody's documenting some real stuff. Guy was relentless on giving them hell, and it just, you know, hey, it is what it is, and people need to realize that uh, it exists, and we're among them, and they're among us, and hey, man, love it. They love it. And it sounds like everybody's on board. You've got scientific nurses, the bro guys, and uh, it's real to them. Yeah, like two or three people. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I know that. I'm sorry. My first reaction is just to make fun of that. But I mean, I guess I, I, I kind of wanted to watch the whole original one just to like really get a feel for it. But you know, all these other people have seen it and they said that it's real. I don't think you missed anything. I'm pretty sure this is like one of the very few films. I'm pretty sure that you really don't need to see the first one. You can just jump <laughs> right to the sequel, right to the second one. There's no need to really. I'm pretty sure you could watch the 10 second clip and really get the full impression. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just these people seem so convinced that I'm curious to see if there was something I was missing that was super convincing. If you've seen the, you know, they show the footage quite a bit in this. This Sir No Face. Yeah, so that that was it. Yeah, okay. That's it. That's it. That little 10 second (laughs) thing. That's what it is. You watch the entire first movie to see that. And then a a CGI guy like, yeah, I don't know. It might be real. But I'm not going to convince you. Here's another satisfied customer who was very convinced by the fact that that Australian government was involved. It seemed to come off very authentic and very real. And also, this was officially sanctioned initially by the Australian government. That, to me, uh, 
says something very, very important about the importance of this film and the fact that the Australian government reaction to that was to shut down further investigation. There's no real reason to do that unless there is something really there. Unless there is something really there. Unless there is something really there. Yeah, he started uh, stroking out at the end. He was so impressed. <laughs> the, but the, that government-sanctioned part, that does open up a lot of questions because these are old Navy shipyards. And, it, it, and you have the question is what? Is the government want to convert this to some profitable haunted destination? It seems like that's what they were doing. They they did have this team like doing ghost hunts with people, and that's kind of what they were paying them for. Oh, is it what Rob said? Maybe it was just a, like a bureaucratic mistake. The team was sent there for something. They don't know like how this happened. Someone's cousin signed something for them. It really sounds like they like met at a party or something, and the, the guy was schnockered and was like, well, that sounds great for sure. I'll, I'll sign it right now. They're like, oh, you know who I like? That Chad Kalick kid. We need to hire him. <laughs> That's what it really feels like. Somebody was just a fan of his, and they were like, let's hire this guy. But I, I still don't understand is the Australian government really that cool where they're just like totally on board with paranormal just being real in general? I'll clear that up a little bit. Well, it's actually Craig, the guy who is the Australian. He's the one that was his team that went out there. And Chad Kalick, the director, he's just filming them. I don't think oh, he's, of course, of course, he's really part of this team. I think it was an Aussie thing going on. But yeah, somehow Chad got wrangled. That into makes it. More that sense. part wasn't too clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes more sense. It wasn't just this apparent authenticity of the footage that audiences agreed on. There was also this. There was a massive percentage of people from both attendees and the press that thought Sir No Face was a straight up alien Greg. They thought we got it wrong. They thought Craig and his team filmed a Greg. In fact, so much so that towards our shows to the end, because we knew it would be the first thing that was said, you know, we would address it right away. And we'd even do this thing where I would stop and say, I know what everybody in the audience is thinking. Sir No Face is not a ghost. It's a, and I would like, you know, kind of put my hands out like, it's an, you answer. And the room would go in unison, aliens. You made a mistake. No Face is not a ghost. It's a, Yes, the most authentic full-body apparition may not actually be a ghost, but a gray alien. And you heard those two people in the audience. They did say alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounded like two, two to 2.5 people. How did they go but, from singing this story of like... They had no faces. <laughs> how did it go from he didn't have a face to now he's got an alien's face? What? Alien. I thought his whole thing was he has he's no face. Yeah, he he had the the contour and like head shape, I guess, of that. But that's just so such a little bit to go on. And all these people said was like, oh, yeah, it kind of looks like an alien. (laughs) And it's such a short clip. This big Sir No Face footage. It it it's just a thing that pops out for a second, and yeah, it has some kind of shape. It's definitely a film of something moving, but I, this is actually great news for Chad Kalick because now if it's an alien, he can make an entire new hour and 40 minutes about this 10 second clip. But this time, <laughs> this time it's about aliens. This is not ghosts. And to prove that he is not just pulling this out of thin air to make more movies, here's some audience alien testimonials. I kind of got the idea, shit, that face looks almost as if it was an alien. Is it an alien? I thought it was an alien too. The whole alien thing is, is very interesting to me because the way it looked, 
the lights and the energy. I definitely believe that it was uh, an alien. Aliens! Well, I thought about the film, I thought it was an alien. Why not extraterrestrials? Wow! No, it was not! What? No! no. It looks like an alien! No! Guess what? Yeah, they are sold. If that many people are telling you that your ghost is not a ghost, what do you do? You just go with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're the experts. I guess if you've milked the ghost community enough and there's not enough milk left in there to keep oh, uh, to keep squirting out, now you just look oh, over and you, and you see the UFO community and you're like, no. hey, those guys look ready to go. They're full of milk. They're full of milk. He was not prepared for this. Chad Kalick didn't sign up for all this alien nonsense. He's the American ghost hunter, man. I don't know. But so before... Before he goes all in on this alien angle, Chad has to address his previous stance on this subject. So when I announced that we were considering, you know, taking another look at the case, you know, with the possibility of an extraterrestrial element, so many people from the live shows were like, dude, you made fun of that idea. You laughed about it. You joked about it. And I did. And, and I would want this addressed too. And if anybody who knows me knows that whenever I'm freaked out, I've always used laughter as a defense mechanism for fear. And there were some really weird things going on that was related directly to the potential of Cernofe as being a gray. 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 There's a lot of echo in this movie. So much. It is trying to indoctrinate you. This movie does a lot of this echo effect that just makes you stick with that statement. But yeah. Yeah, so he Ridiculous. he he was getting uh he was getting harshed maybe by people like hey you laughed at us we said he was an alien like no this is the ghost crowd I gotta buy the shirts yeah I mean it's like I will stick up for him at this point like what do you expect him to say he made a full thing and he's a ghost hunter and blah 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 and so yeah of course I'm not saying he should have made fun of the people who said it was like an alien but you can't blame him for kind of sticking to his original feeling yeah. there it's almost and like he, and he actually changed his mind you know that's what people do it's almost yeah. like he realized that uh you know maybe if he doesn't look at it as a joke and takes this as a serious thing other people might also take it as a serious thing it's almost <laughs> like he realized that but i don't know and he look he got that Very out of true. the way he did address it he could have ignored it but this is an alien movie now sir no face is an alien this saga gets even weirder when a new character only known as the tattoo face man approaches Chad during one of his lectures, and Chad was pretty freaked out. There's a way a man walks when he has a purpose, and he was splitting the crowd, I mean, like a knife through butter, I mean, just coming. And I immediately went to high alert because he has a package in his hand, and I don't know what the fuck it is. And right <laughs> as he gets a few feet away from me, he slowly lifts his head, and I see this tattoo on his face, and I immediately recognize it as the tattoo of Amon Ra. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I was a religious studies minor in college, and one of my favorite things to study was Egyptian theology. Okay, I didn't know that, and there is a lot of info on his website, <laughs> but that was not there. Were we supposed to know that? Uh, is there a quiz later? I'm... I'm surprised you guys didn't. I mean, I just, I, I picked that up, like, intuitively. Okay. About yeah, it. Rob, funny know. you should ask that. There actually is a quiz later. I'll oh, save that. Okay, but, great. Now, Shit. I'm, I'm no fail. Egyptologist, but watching this, that symbol that he sees on there is very recognizable as Egyptian. You don't need to take this, you don't have to be, uh, you know, study this ancient yeah, history to know real. that that was Egyptian. <laughs> it's the most recognizable Egyptian symbol. It's the eye of Horus or something, or Ra, right? 
Yeah. yeah, raw. And this guy, he split the room. He when he comes, you know, or when he can, when whatever he yeah. just said, he just he split like the room right in there, like It would be yeah. immature Oof. to clip that coming thing. So so play soundboard one. <laughs> I mean, like a knife through butter. I mean, just coming. Uh, yeah. So wow. this he man, does. this man with the Egyptian tattoo, he he handed his package to Chad Kalick. And he said that it was his insurance policy that if Chad thought it was BS, just throw it away. But, you know, don't please check it out. And the tattoo man, the tattoo man, just like a knife coming through butter, just leaves again (laughs) as swiftly as he came. And later, when Chad opens this mystery package, he finds this. There were these incredible photos of UFOs. There were medical records. Email, diary entries, maps, the secret bases. There was correspondence with the Mexican president. There were photos of human bodies that had been mutilated reportedly in a UFO attack. There was just so much information and it all looked extremely authentic. And the more and more I looked through it all, the more and more it terrified me. So that night, I closed it up and said, fuck this, I'm going to bed, because the following day, there was a plan to go up north and see the Great Barrier Reef, which I was so excited about. And I just didn't want this thing in my mind. I'm not looking to take on, you know, whatever powers may be that stabbed or shot this guy. So this guy, the mystery guy, the package, he's just like a UFO loot crate. I think he's got everything. He's got photos. There's like mutilated bodies. There's correspondence with the Mexican president. I was like, what does he have to do with this? And Yummy. all of this, he's getting all of this this UFO box because of Sir No Face. And uh, I, I just, I, I cut that last clip down to make it flow better because he really goes for it with the echo this time. Play the next <laughs> yeah. clip. Here's what I cut out of that. There were these incredible photos of UFOs. Incredible photos of UFO, UFO. Incredible photos of 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 UFO. And it just it just keeps going. I've never seen a documentary like this. This is interesting choices. It was driving me crazy. And and that's that's what I was referring to before. It's like some some strange choices were made. Like Rob said, it was technically executed well but like why do you keep torturing us with not just these echoes but like also reframing and restating the same thing like constantly over and, and over a, like a whole 10 minutes to say one. one thing he really really wants to drill this fact into your brain so he's going to repeat it fifty thousand times i don't want him to drill anything <laughs> in my head he does so after he gets the box he just he does go to the barrier reef and it looks from the looks of it he has a lovely time he's got his fish and sneakers on <laughs> and the great barrier reef look like fun and yeah, after the that, trip uh, can we talk about that for a second real quick oh sure kind of he's like troubled. he just <laughs> kind of felt like he shoehorned in that trip so that he could show some footage of him sh- fishing on a boat and he didn't look like he really gave a shit about anything while he was at he talks he narrates <laughs> to it he's like the whole time I was out there I couldn't stop thinking about it but what they he show did him do, Rob. he's <laughs> laughing he's and drinking beer yeah. Having a they, they show him fish. looking out on the water and then he literally puts the words like typed above his head like <laughs> what is that guy talking about or, like what like is he like, like he's actually wondering about it like, he captioned it like a meme it this guy crazy. just had all of the information that he's been waiting for or apparently he's been searching for seemingly his entire life just hand delivered to him in a folder yeah, and he was it like, was not an actual insurance policy i gotta go fishing Okay, he gets a trip out of the way. He's been dealing with Sir No Face for a couple years. He deserves it. And after the trip, he takes the tattoo man's package home with him. He almost throws it away. Uh. But he does retrieve it, and he takes it home and decides, I'm just going to wait and see if anything weird happens. 
And it doesn't take long because he receives this call from his Australian research friend, Craig Powell, who calls to tell him about two unknown men who arrived at his doorstep. So I've opened the door. He said, oh, Craig, you're home. I said, do I know you? He said, no, 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 we haven't met. He's gone, but we've heard about the movie coming out, the film. I said, he's talking about Turnover Face. And they're like, yeah, 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 that's the one. And these guys had smiles on their faces, and they said, that movie's not going to happen. I said, what are you talking about? They just said, we're just here to let you know that that film's not going to happen. I said, what the fuck are you doing at my house? They just said, look, the film's not going ahead, and we hope we don't have to see you again. And they turned around and they walked back up the driveway. Yeah, that pisses me off. I got really angry. Hey, I'm thinking, who the yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. is trying to fucking threaten me? So I went and I grabbed my phone. So I thought, fuck you, I'm going to take some video or, or take some photos. But by the time I grabbed my phone and I walked myself up along that driveway, they were nowhere to be seen on the street. So I don't know whether they hopped in a car and left or what. Okay, so these... These smiling men, they are trying to squash the No-Face documentary. They tell him, that movie's done, and those guys promptly split down the driveway. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of the... the Men in Black? The Men in Black from Canadian Strangeness. Yeah, the ones who wanted a, a photograph of the family, that's who you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, these guys. Would you like a photograph of your family or children? This time, like, you will not release Sir No-Face or any of its sequels. And he's like, what you on about, mate? <laughs> you brought, you know, but it sounds like he got mad after they left and he's trying to like somehow cover. He's like, yeah, man. And then, you know, I was like, yeah, fuck you, man. I, and they were already down the driveway. I mean, I took out my phone and everything, but I was like, yeah, you could have come up here and say that, you know, I'm going to take a picture of you. The whole altercation seems very strange. Just the fact that like these two men are just there and they're just smiling. And then when he asks what they're doing, they just say that the film's not going to happen, but they don't really elaborate on anything else and then they seem seemingly run away is what it sounds like they just like <laughs> really like, fast the yeah. fuck well, out of here and it's my just... favorite bit about that the whole interaction that does that makes the least amount of sense is like why are they telling him because he's like well i'm not the one making it oh no we know who's making it okay why are you telling me this then because like, we're not going to america to go get chad you're, you're here <laughs> still craig you go tell chad now <laughs> craig is so shaken by this encounter and especially after those smiling men vanished down his driveway from the time I opened the door to interact with these gentlemen, they both had smiles on their faces. And as that conversation went on, I slowly started to realize I was being threatened. It's quite a long driveway. And by the time I basically told these guys to take a hike, I was pretty angry at that stage. So I grabbed my phone, I turned around in the space of 10 seconds. These guys were gone, they were nowhere to be seen. And I ran to the top of the driveway. They were gone. No cars had driven off. These guys had just disappeared. They had vanished. They were nowhere. They were nowhere. They were nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Rip. Nowhere. Maybe these guys are just fast and they hid in a bush or something, but they go all out showing how impossible it would be for a normal person to just disappear from this driveway in 10 seconds. They show Craig out there. He measures the distance. He's at the slope of the driveway on a little stopwatch, mm -hmm. and he has his kids, Rocco and Diesel, trying to go down the driveway. <laughs> Diesel is a strange name for a young child also. I've, that kind of was a red flag it's for me. It's a strange name for a full-grown adult it, as well. It is. Is that an Australian name? Is that like a traditional Australian yes. name, Diesel? Yes, it's Aboriginal. Even the tag team of Rocco and Diesel, they his kids. They are a tag team. They are a tag team. <laughs> they could not get down that driveway in 10 seconds. So it's impossible. 
They something's going on with these guys. And before they reveal the Sir No Face footage to the public, things were going well for Craig and the paranormal team. You know, they're getting paid by the government. They started hosting those ghost tours on the island. And then as soon as the footage is shown, the government shuts down all activity on the island. The smiling guys show up. They're <laughs> flying down the driveway. Tattoo men <laughs> are giving the packages. And now their ghost footage is real aliens caught on tape. And their belief that this was now alien-related was further reinforced when Craig's wife, Nikki, and a member of the Australian ghost hunting team named Richie inform us that they experience missing time. I'm just looking at my watch. I swear to God it says it's after 12. We could not have been here an hour. No way. I have no idea what happened. When we went back to see how long we'd been filming for, uh, to double check the times that we had on my watch, and we were filming for nine minutes. The next time we checked out our times, we were missing an hour. 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 <laughs> you know, oh, I've heard of things like this happening. A married woman and a handsome ghost hunter, an hour of time <laughs> unaccounted for. They're in this alien-infested shipyard in the pitch black at night. <laughs> Anything could have happened. Oh, my God. I'm just going to throw this out there. Did they check to see if it's maybe daylight savings time? And they lost an, <laughs> they lost an hour. That's what, I don't know. This, that was the first thing that Very I thought of. Point. I was like, yeah, it, what time of year was this? That's happened to me before where it's like it's all of a sudden it's late night, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden I look over and it's I've gone back an hour. I'm like, what the hell? I just lost time. This is so no, strange. Gain time, I gained time. Yeah. I don't know. There must have been aliens involved somehow. <laughs> And then I slowly realized that, no, it's just the construct that we've created. Uh, and then your accent know. went back to regular. But yeah. that was a good Australian accent, by the way. I whipped it out for you. I'm sorry. No, when I heard this, <laughs> I, I thought Craig was like, so, uh, so Nikki, uh, you and Richie, you're gone for like an hour. And she's like, oh, no, no. aliens revolved. Like, oh, no, no. That was some missing time. He's like, wait, no, there's a, a specific hour that is missing from you and Richie when y'all were deep in the thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. That, this is the alien took that hour. There's no other explanation for that. So this is further evidence of aliens because, you know, this wouldn't yeah. happen. Yeah, or they <laughs> just, took that out. they're just not good at keeping track of time. Also, I think is a strong possibility. That, yeah, you're probably right. Exactly. That happens fine. to me like at least three here. times a week. Yeah. yeah where I, I'm like, there's no way I was on the phone for this like This happened hour to my 20. ex-girlfriend a lot. She was always like a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> but now that all this unbelievable alien evidence has worked its way into what was originally a ghost hunt of a spooky shipyard, Chad theorizes that something bigger might be at play. They were willing to pay them for two years to ghost hunt. And remember, Craig is giving them evidence. It should be case closed. You found evidence. But no, they just had free reign for two years, which to me almost seems like that while Craig believes he is investigating and documenting paranormal activity, it seems to me like the Australian government was actually documenting Craig and his team and their interaction with whatever was on that island. Whoa, bombshell. And it's the one time they should have done the dumb echo thing and they didn't. So <laughs> this is now a government conspiracy that the government, yeah, they paid these ghost hunters to go look at this old shipyard in Australia. But they, the real intention was to watch them, not don't care about what they're actually doing. Oh, they're putting him into a very weird, a very dangerous mm -hmm. situation, maybe. Yeah. yeah no, the, the government uh, didn't let them put the echo on it for that reason. So that part didn't get sanctioned to, to put the echo on it. 
So he yeah, thinks Aust- he thinks that the government, Australian government, was basically using these them guys up as like lab rats, yeah. and that this island is sort of like the maze, and they were just kind of like dropping them, them in there to, and seeing what happened. They sent them into an alien hideout and play soundboard too, because <laughs> the Aussie citizens they should be saying this. They were willing to pay them to ghost hunt. I don't know why I like that. Just because we know ghost hunters. <laughs> yeah, like that's funny. the dream. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty cushy job for a ghost hunter. They're just paying the government's just paying you to be a ghost hunter. I feel like that's the dream job for that's that's like Ghostbusters, you know, and once they released the footage and the government dropped out of it and that's when all this other strangeness goes on. So that's what Craig thinks now. After Craig drops that bombshell, this documentary, Two Face the Gray, which, by the way, over an hour in and that name has not been mentioned once. uh, (laughs) This thing takes another turn when Craig tells us about an email he received from someone called Daniel David Skyfall, who works for an unnamed intelligence agency. And this novel length email is then narrated by Craig. And it is just the entire history of ufology and conspiracies from the 1930s on. This was his long. Every conspiracy theory you could ever imagine, basically, all just rolled up into one. It was like a lot of the documentaries on History Channel. They cover Antarctica, Hitler, Roswell, the moon landing. And uh, for a good 20 minutes, it felt like I, I had to clip this one part where they went into the David Wilcock SSP territory. April 3rd, 1971. Based on the Trepang incident, President Nixon orders the classified creation of the United States Space Force. In the next nine years, with the assistance of private contractors, the United States Industrial Military Complex would make unprecedented leaps in technology, specifically with Solar Warden, a spacecraft that could hold a crew of 200, as well as the TR-3B anti-gravity reconnaissance aircraft, as demonstrated in the following footage. Yeah, Solar Warden got a mention, man. Is this is this guy trying to get a Gaia show? <laughs> well, he, I'm pretty sure he would get one in a split second if he asked them. I'll be honest, and I don't know about how you, Rob and Dre, how you felt about it. I actually like this whole documentary part because it was just like watching a history of every conspiracy theory. And I, I honestly forgot <laughs> it was about a 10 second ghost clip. I was as about we got to say, on. like, I got honesty, so far into this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I looked up after I'm like, wait a second. Is Am I, did it switch to something else now? This is more interesting. I actually had to I stop. I did. I forgot what I was watching. I had to stop and rewind it and watch this part back from the beginning just to see how all these things connected. Because Like the transition, after right? After I watched it, just, it for a minute, I was like, wait, how did we get here? So I was like, well, let me see this again. Let me see how they connected these dots. But yeah, they no, do. Man. They managed to somehow. They do. This long-ass email, which he starts calling the Skyfall Conspiracy, it claims that mankind has made three big mistakes in the modern age. One was having nuclear weapons and using them on aliens. Mm-hmm. Those um, somehow count as one yeah, together. It's a big no-no. <laughs> and the second was drilling too deep into the earth. Mm. And you got to say, or ask, why, why is drilling so bad? Well, Skyfall will tell us. If you try to punch a hole seven miles below, you will reach a metallic uh, layer. Is basically the protective layer of our planet. Thing is, folks, it's not cheap. To drill a hole on your planet's protection layer this deep and maintain it safe. In other words, they don't have the technology to take away the drill without Earth dying. So once they take the drill out, that plunges into the sky very hot. And once it reaches the clouds, the clouds are very cold, it will solidify 
transform itself into rock and cause immediate skyfall. Once they do that, there is no coming back. Uh, yeah, about that hole. <laughs> yeah, skyfall. See, humans have drilled too deep, and metals within the earth will shoot into the sky, harden, fall on us, and the sky is falling. Yeah, jerks, that's why you had to call before you dig. There's a hotline for it. Just Exactly. Let's just not do that. Do we have to do that? <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Yeah, why are we like, doing this, guys? It. Just stop. We don't need well, to go down there. Well, it's already too late. They can't get the drills out now. According <laughs> to this, this is going to happen. Very it. poorly thought out. Yeah. And they show some footage of Skyfall, of rocks falling from the sky, from Turkey in 2015. And uh, I got to say, what did you guys think of that footage of when it was raining rocks in Turkey? I'm. What I actually initially thought of was like, the Beyond Belief books that I used to have where they would talk about like fish raining from the sky and frogs raining from the sky and I stuff. I love and those how stories. I love those Those come stories. from yeah. like, um, what is it called? The water spouts mm -hmm. and stuff where it'll pick them up and so they'll be dead and everything up in the air and then get rained down. I'm like, yeah, I mean, well, the it's, angel it's, hair, it's a bad thing, like but I was yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know. But this is, this is rocks hardening in the sky as they shoot out from the earth and, uh, and yeah, I, I was back in too. I was like, Sir Two Faced or whatever his name is. Yeah, like, where are we in this? <laughs> this, this is great. Yeah, but they, they, they uh, there's the other footage that they show of real skyfall caught on tape. And this was a mother and her two kids. They were filming rocks raining down in Hinesville, Georgia. And here is this mother and kids' reaction to skyfall. Guys, this is real. Straight from a horror movie. It is? No, I'm just saying it looks like one. <laughs> and it's moving so fast. Look! I know. It's the official hell versus heaven. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that. That kid said, it's the official hell versus heaven. It's like, this is the skyfall oh. to decide it all. It did look really ominous and crazy what they were filming. I'd see for a second, I didn't know that's what we were talking about, that that clip was the skyfall, because it kind of just looks like some weird clouds and stuff. It doesn't really look like rocks falling from the sky. To me, kinda, at least. Yeah, I, I, my first thought would have been like hail or something. And then, well, if it looks like a rocket, there must have been a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. It fits in his, it fits in the documentary. So he was, he was going Somehow. with it. It's some sort of weird weather phenomenon for sure. But I don't know if it's rocks coming out of the sky. You don't think they drill too deep and this is rocks hardening in the sky? <laughs> it's going to happen to all of us. And we're all going to sound like this. Play soundboard three. Straight from a horror movie. It is? No, I'm just saying it <laughs> That's like one. Just kind of looks like one. <laughs> she learned right then about the whole children taking things literally. It's an idiot. Jeez, come on. <laughs> so gullible. Yeah, especially <laughs> when your creepy brother is looking at Play Soundboard 4. It's the official hell versus heaven. Official hell versus heaven. Official. Yeah. That sounds like a tournament that we would have on our show. Like the official hell versus heaven tournament. Sure, whoever wins the tournament of SOS. Yeah, yeah that's a pay-per-view for the month. Heaven in a cell. And well... For all those haters out there that think the sky will kill us, I'll stop you right there. Because <laughs> the best way to fix this conspiracy theory is with an even better one. The coincidence is, the minute they started doing this, they started chemtrailing the skies. What they don't want go. you to know is, they fucked up. They drilled the hole that deep. Something did plunge into the sky. And to avoid massive catastrophe, they've been chemtrailing and harping the sky excessively throughout the last years. What's happening is, the weather is completely strange everywhere right now. They're controlling the weather, that's a fact. I told you, it's raining. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Oh. Pretty interesting, right?
Yes, Chad, it is pretty interesting. And now nature is perfectly balanced, right? The chemtrails are combating the skyfall. Problem solved. <laughs> that explains why we never got any rocks falling in Southern California or any rain for that right. matter. That's what's Damn stopping right. skyfall is chemtrails. We have a very <laughs> we are in a very delicate balance right now, just keeping the rocks from falling on our heads on a constant basis. How crazy was that cloud machine though? That they actually did show. That was one thing they that show I show a cloud machine. It did cause a rainstorm. That's what that guy was saying. It was really unbelievable. I haven't really seen footage of those things up close like that before. And seeing one in action was very strange because they really are just making giant clouds that are filled with rain and they can just make it rain basically whatever <laughs> they want. They're stopping the rocks from shooting out of the earth. So that was the second <laughs> big mistake. The third big mistake of humanity, according to Skyfall, the guy, not the phenomenon is the development of artificial intelligence. They show Elon Musk saying that AI is more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Oh, Here's yeah. Chad's thoughts on all the information in the Skyfall email and what this mashup of UFO tales and conspiracies is leading to. It would be impossible for me to go through all of that information and say, I know this is factual and, and this is a conspiracy and this picture's real and this footage was fake. It doesn't even really matter to me because there's a lot of things we do know that are real and thematically I agree with this. I agree that we should not be nuking our planet. I agree that we should not be stripping the resources of this planet in a very dangerous way. And artificial superintelligence is terrifying. But what is very interesting to me is that at the very end of his email, Daniel says, there is a fake alien invasion coming. And that is because there's a real one coming. As he explains, the industrial military complex, the natural resource companies, they run this planet. He's saying they want us to fear them. So when that comes, we have the full support of the world to go to war. Yeah, it's called Project Bluebeam. And it not this just another well-known UFO conspiracy? It's just being rehashed by Daniel David Skyfall to create this really big unified conspiracy theory. That oh, is yeah, a sure. big part of Two-Face the Gray. Yeah. It's almost like this <laughs> Daniel Skyfall guy is just a huge conspiracy nut or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a little far-fetched. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there, guys. <laughs> no, for real. And then, like, well, I'm glad that, um, I mean, at least it's it's an idea that kind of makes sense. It's not something as ridiculous as the whole actual skyfall thing but yeah it's nothing new it's just not a new concept or idea anyway it's the same it's it's that conditioning thing that we've talked yeah, about yeah. like so many times now it's like where maybe tom DeLong is part of it i said his name right by the way how dare you how dare you say his name correctly this time? <laughs> yeah and so after that summary of the long email boy that's gonna be nice to like write like a fan email and not only does it get read in a documentary it gets reenacted over a 20 minute portion it's like wow you really like my email like yeah the next echoes, step. i hope so after that summary he talks about the tattoo face man and that package that disclosure loot crate he handed him tattoo man's story is that he saw a ufo that was a bright light it looked like lava and he also experienced missing time and he found out you have the tattoo man. Hey, he found out that there are lava type ships that are sighted in Mexico and they're flying out of volcanoes. And I've actually seen there are recent documentaries about Mexico and their uh, their volcano 
ship. So this yeah, is another wow. thing being added cool. in. Did, did they drill too deep or what happened there? How did uh, this come out? I think they just like it in there. They just hang out uh, in there. No, these aliens, they live in these volcanoes, yeah. according to the Tattoo Face Man, and they are very into killing humans. Oh, and <laughs> cool. That sucks. That is the reason why he gave all the information to Chad. And if you're wondering what Sir No-Face has to do with any of this, <laughs> don't worry, so am I. Please. <laughs> Chad tries to get the Tattoo Face Man to just tell me what does this have to do with Sir No-Face? And uh, he doesn't tell him. He says something like, it's right in front of your face. So Chad <laughs> has to figure it out for himself. And he does after watching a lecture from Dr. Stephen Greer, where he said this. He didn't know what it meant. I went out there with a MUFON investigator who investigates abductions. I said, yeah, it's a fake one. And he says, what do you mean? I said, I've been talking about this for 20 years. The, the literature is replete with the military invo involvement in these abductions. It's a fake one. It's man-made. It's made to look alien, to scare the hell out of people, but because it puts fear out in the community. I said, it's not extraterrestrial. It's man-made. These biologicals that look alien. And that was because they were taking them to Dulcie, which was near his ranch. Same thing at Pine Gap. I have a science physicist who worked at Pine Gap in Australia, <gasps> and it's all subterranean, and he worked on projects. He says, we have these creatures coming off like sausages on a conveyor belt. We have these creatures coming off like sausages on a conveyor belt. We have these creatures coming, coming off, off like sausages, sausages on, on a conveyor, conveyor belt. belt. <laughs> we have these creatures coming off Absolutely. like sausages on a conveyor belt. It kept belt. going. <laughs> I was hoping it would just make the echo just sausages on a conveyor belt. The sausages connection, conveyor. that's the connection. He got it from the mouth of Stephen Greer. Pine Gap in Australia. This is Australia's version of Dolce, where they have these artificial aliens and they make them like sausages on a conveyor belt. Oh. And Sir, Sir No Face is an, an Australian sausage. No. He is a fake. He is a fake biological, mechanical, man-made Australian alien entity. And let's hear let's hear Chad's reaction to Stephen Greer's sausage. My first thought was, what the fuck? They're making little grays that have tissue on the outside of the body, but are robotic on the inside. Like Daniel David Skyfall claimed in his story, what the fuck? Yeah, indeed. It's almost like Daniel David Skyfall. I don't know, watch some Stephen Greer, some David Wilcox, <laughs> some History Channel. And did you catch that other thing? Did he say the reason for the cattle mutilations was to get parts to make the sausage aliens? Oh, that explains oh, a lot. Oh, I missed that, actually. That explains that a lot, there was, actually. There's so much happening in this whole documentary. I mean, I'm there's loose threads for me it's, all over the place. It's hard to it was keep just track. Too much. It is hard it to really keep track is. of what's going on with this. There's it so many. It all led to this, though. That That's what Sir No-Face, the ghost, now alien, he is this Australian thing. He's made of mutilated cow parts, and I don't know. <laughs> he's a robot underneath, like a Terminator, is, I guess. This is something new, I feel like, to this show. Have we talked about the concept is new? Robot gray aliens? Has that. We've never talked we have about not. this. We, we've talked alien ghosts. We've talked alien human hybrids. We've talked alien alien hybrids, but never. AI robot sausage aliens it's in, like, Australia. in Australia. In Australia, on top of, on top of that, freaking yeah. out ghost hunter. So Chad has found, now found the connection between the entire history of UFO conspiracy and his 10-second footage. And so far, this makes sense. If there was going to be a fake alien invasion, they would have to do more than put holograms in the sky. They would have to have aliens for people to see. 
If that were the case, they would have to know how people are going to respond to them, which could be a reason to put one out on an island and have a bunch of dudes run around with it for a while. <laughs> that really? That's, okay. that's what you think happened, dude? It's the first logical thing that I thought of. <laughs> that's the only way to know what people would do if they saw a gray <laughs> alien go through all this trouble of funding a two-year ghost hunt on an island shipyard. Also, he can take a two-second peek at him from around a corner and then run away. That's the, all, all That was so or- that's it. a perfectly orchestrated window of time. <laughs> oh, and also, they didn't see the thing while they were there either. They saw it when they reviewed the film. That's what they found. Oh, it was yeah. later. And then it'll and- be up to the audience to tell him that it was an alien and then he can have the epiphany and then freak out afterward the ai has mastered hide and seek on this australian (laughs) shipyard it's figured it out no one's ever gonna find him he was pretty quick though in that video so that he could have been a robot with that sort of quickness that he had that like quick jerkiness or it could have been someone like irobot it could have been someone also holding like a mannequin and just like dipping it in around the corner and then pulling it back because it does kind of also look like that it is herky jerky it's very herky jerky that's a great way to describe it is herky jerky (laughs) and it's also in night vision so it's that dark green thing going on and it's very shadowy and dark so even like when they're when he's talking at his proudest about this it's an extremely blurry blurry image of a silhouetted something in a doorway yeah that's all it is there is so much going on in two-faced the gray and it is about to wrap up so let's hear the final word on this from award-winning director chad kalik way back at the beginning of this documentary i said to you i did not want to go down this road i didn't want to go down this road because i don't see a victory but one of the reasons i stopped doing ghost hunting is because I realized you can't live your life if you're surrounded by death. You know, it was bittersweet when Craig showed me the Cerno face footage because I knew I could, I could retire now and I wanted to. And if I'm to move forward now, I would have to go to Australia and rattle some very, very powerful, powerful people. And I don't know if that's smart to do. So I need to sleep on this one. I need to see if I could find a victory with moving forward. So I couldn't sleep. <laughs> because I want to say something. No! No! <laughs> to be continued. Is it, is it going to be a trilogy now? And they never even said Two-Faced the Grey in the whole thing. That's the end of it. They never said it once. Well, is it a play on words for Tattoo Face? Yeah, that's what I was thinking because you you notice a little symbol in between like Two Face and the Gray is the the Eye of Ra and, and like the there. fact on how he's like he's a no ghost face to tattoo face and he's also an alien. He's like he's got two faces. Oh, no, I thought he went from no face to two face. I, I Either way, I it. can't wait for three that, face. You know what? It's weird that he went from having no faces all the way to having two faces. Never even had one face at any point. So <sighs> it is so it is just hard to believe that this 10 seconds or no face to face the gray will like most likely lead to a nearly two hour documentary. The continuation of this. So watch out, Australia, because I think Chad is coming for you. He's bringing Rocco and Diesel. So you watch out. <laughs> so what did you think of this, Drea? Is, is this really a biological robotic entity made from pieces of Snippy? Oh, and snippy. that ghost hunters were sent in there to an island in Australia so their reaction could be studied? Oh, absolutely. That makes complete sense. And it's not a convoluted, weird, abstract thing to think of at all. Um, <laughs> it makes total sense that uh, that the Australian government would sanction a project just to monitor this whole thing when they could easily do that 
anyway. Like most government entities can just force people to go and see aliens if they want to do without all the paperwork. They could just throw one of these things (laughs) to just somebody in the woods and see what they do. I I don't know what what reaction they were looking for. Like, oh, these guys were professional. They were like tactical ghost hunters. They were there like they were going to they were going to fight this thing or they were like a SWAT team, a ghost team. You had those vests. This thing, like when it was just straightforward about the potential haunting, it made a lot more sense then. Adding all of these layers to it, it's just like this gigantic, huge, like casserole of, of nonsense that I just. It's just <laughs> it is too a much. quite a casserole. He is through the looking <laughs> glass now. How about you, Rob? Uh, how much are you on board for this? I'm. I don't know, man. It's hard to get on board 100% <laughs> with this Chad Kalick guy. To me, he is like the paranormal equivalent. You could tell he's like the poster boy for like. Like size doesn't matter because this clip that he's got is literally 10 seconds of nothing. And he somehow managed to stretch it into <laughs> some somewhat four plus hours worth of documentary film making, oh, yeah. whatever you want to call it, I guess. Um, it's pretty insane that he was able to to come up with so much from so little. Uh, but I guess if you're if you're a fan of this stuff, it's not a bad documentary. And like I said earlier, it's like well put together. It's graphically cool looking. Like even the stuff like when he's on the phone, I like the images that they show, like the the waveform stuff. All that kind of stuff is really cool. It makes it so that it's it's a smooth viewing. But then you always have to remember that it's all rooted in this one bullshit video of this grainy (laughs) green no faced alien that now it's got a face. Now he's got two faces like it's. It's very fluid. This whole story. Big question, though, is it worth five dollars to rent? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> people have been doing it. People have been doing this with Bigfoot footage for decades. That's so, exactly you know, what he, it is. That's really what it is. You got to admit the ambition of being able to turn something that's so little into. I do think that this was all an angle to make money in in the end. I really do feel like he's making these films to make money. It's not about exposing the information. It's about trying to make money. And I do think that he figured out a way to get this film into the ghost community and kind of spread mm. it around and and get everybody to talk now about it. Give it, it, give it a good name. Community. And then he was like he saw this opportunity after taking it on tour he was like oh hmm. yeah people seem to like aliens a lot i wonder what i can uh do here you know anyone with a tattoo in their face maybe yeah i'm not saying he set it up but i i enjoyed it too but that's i mean that's that's how i feel about it that's honestly that's honestly how i feel is like I can't 100% say that I believe this guy, but I, I don't want to say that uh, it's completely fake, but I don't like the footage. I don't like Sir, Sir nah, No Face. Because again, like if he did really, really just want to get it out there and just put it out there, the truth, it it would be free. It's just also so like, it's just nothing footage. It's just like, <laughs> it's just a, a, it's a nothing. It's a nothing burger, basically. Yeah, it's a nothing burger. Look, I think I think that a lot of what was in this was a huge stretch, but props to Chad for being able to weave every conspiracy ever into the (laughs) sequel, into the sequel of a ghost hunting documentary. And if he is able to find out something when he goes back to Australia, which I'm assuming that is his plan, uh, I'm going to stay open minded. But until then, we don't know. And also the actual footage, yeah, it's not that great. It looks like something from a dark ride. That's just my dumb opinion. Uh, will you guys watch the sequel? I'll ask you that. Yeah, I mean, if, yes. You mean the third in the trilogy? You mean three faces? He might have yeah. four faces by the time we get to that. And 
One more thing, too. Uh, I made a supercut of every time they did the echo effect. Oh, dear Where they God. repeat a sentence over and over. But unfortunately, it is over two minutes long. Play just a few seconds of that. I'll give you a little taste. Unless there is something really there. Unless there is something really there. Unless there is something really there. You guys 100% believe it. 100% believe it. 100% believe it. It looks like an alien. It looks like an alien. Okay, okay, that's it goes on for two minutes. If anyone wants to hear them all, I put a very chill lo-fi beat underneath it, and Rob is gonna tack that on to the end of the episode after the credits. So if you need that, that is there for you. And it came out way better than it should have. So go check that out. Nice, but nice. it is it is time to move on. Great job, another success. This is the end. I've drowned and dreamed this moment So overdue I owe Swept away I'm stolen Let the sky fall And it crumbles Show that I put together inspired by this episode. And I call this the Chad Kalick Challenge. And I'll play some uh, <laughs> game show music. Chad Kalick has a lot of information about himself on his website, an absurd amount of information. So I am going to quiz you guys on some facts about oh, the man, man behind Two Face the Gray. And I thought Drea, you were joking, yeah. <laughs> oh, Drea, you will get the first question. This is worth a thousand points, and these are multiple choice questions. Here you go, Drea. Okay. What is Chad Kalick's favorite website? Is it A, Facebook.com, B, Yahoo.com, C, Reddit.com, or D, DeviantArt.com? Oh my God. Uh... <laughs> I guess I was not paying enough attention. I mean, I would think it would be Reddit, but wait, what was the second one? Yahoo.com. Oh. Pornhub isn't an option? That's his second favorite. Um, I guess it would be Reddit. I, I guess. That's just I'm what I feel I'm sorry. Like. Chad Kalick's favorite website is Yahoo.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> I should have known. That's nobody's favorite website. It's and that's Chad exactly Kalick. why I should have gone for it. Because it's how are you? How? No points for you, Rob. You're up. This Damn. is for Rob. A thousand <laughs> oh, shit, points. I'm now. What is Chad Kalick's favorite musical act? Is it A, Creed, B, System of a Down, C, Middle Class Rut, or D, Everyone That's Not Slipknot? <laughs> Ooh. That's not fair. I'm going to go with C because I don't know who they are. He probably loves it. It was hard to mask that, but yes, congratulations. Middle class rut for a thousand <laughs> points. <laughs> you can't make that fit into a land, random list of anything. It's <laughs> no, a standout it sticks wherever out it like is. a sore thumb, <laughs> that name. This is all stuff from his website, or that I just missed this in the Drea, documentary? Drea, you can catch up. I got one more question. It's for 2,000 points. Drea, oh, okay. what was Chad's answer when asked, do you think we've landed on the moon or not? Is it A, absolutely, and I will fight anyone who says no? Is it B, I highly doubt it? Or is it C, I have no idea? Landing oh on the moon. Did we land on the moon or not? What would Chad say? I mean, with the energy, I would say, and the length of the answer, I would say A. 
<laughs> Absolutely, and I will fight anyone who says no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The answer is B. I highly doubt it. Chad Gillick, the fighting I, I, I had a feeling it was probably B. Yeah. Yeah. I, Buzz I was Aldrin would have yeah. been A, and he will fight anyone. Who yes. Says no. Or Alex yeah, Jones. Okay, maybe, that makes sense. With that ferocity. Well, this one. I guess that you're just playing for someone at home now, Rob. This last one, this was worth, <laughs> I guess, 2,000 points. Here you go, Rob. The final question. What was Chad's answer to who is your favorite politician? Is it A, Richard Nixon, because he created Solar Warden? Or was it B, Bernie Sanders? He's our only hope. Was it C, Ross Perot, because he gives a fuck? Or was it D, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, because he was a real one? Oh, man. It's got to be Jimmy Carter because he was a real one. I'm sorry. The answer is C. Ross Perot. Ross Perot. He because he gives a fuck. He says that on his website. That's his favorite politician. <laughs> what in the fuck? Who loves Ross Perot enough to? Uh, to... And, and how did he decide that Ross Perot gives a fuck and none of the other people? Uh, Jimmy on that Carter list? is a UFO guy too. I figured that's why he would have. Jimmy Carter got attacked by a little bunny one yeah. in his little woe boat. Listen. A lot of things so, happened. So he, that's what I mean. So you should believe him. Like, yeah, he he was a good one. But it wasn't that's, a UFO I guy. Said. I thought he was a UFO guy. Let's not get caught up in the questions here. Uh, I've got, Dre, I'll throw in one last one. It's for 5,000. If you can beat Rob with this one, what is his sign? Oh, come on. Is it just like a freeze? I just have to. Multiple choice. There are 12 choices. This is, okay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Son of a bitch. I hate this. Um... This is fantastic podcast. This is horrible. I want to say, I mean, cut out all this silence. (laughs) No, it's good. We're leaving it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'll say a Libra or a Virgo. I'm sorry. He's a Gemini. Mm. And that concludes Rob is the first ever champion of the Chad Casey Challenge. (laughs) We'll be playing this every week. This is a terrible game. I don't know how proud I am of this victory right now, but I'm going to give myself a sound effect for it. (laughs) Champion. Congratulations. Thanks for playing, guys. And now it's time for the Unbelievers voicemail bag. The Unbelievers mail bag. Oop, right in the mail bag. Hey, man, check your mailbox. Hey, you got some new mail over here. Mail bag. Mail bag. Mail bag. The mail bag is cool. Mail bag. Sup, bitches? It's mail time. We didn't get to mailbag last week, so we've got a couple we want to play. Let's hear them, Rob. All right. Let's get into it here. Bustin', 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 bustin' makes me feel good. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the Wombat Preservationist. And the Mrs. Wombat Preservationist. And we oh, hey, guys. Ghostbusters again. I I think this is maybe <laughs> the second time we've been reviewed. We don't remember at this point. We need a list. Um, <laughs> Henry keeping track great at home. I believe they movies. have reviewed they're Ghostbusters all great before. Movies. Can you tell there's a theme? They're all classic. They're all fucking great. They're all wonderful. Um, Anything's great if you drink enough. We'll, we'll we'll just give you the 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 rods and the stars. Uh, rods for Segura. Wow, they sound especially wasted this Segura. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Um and. Uh, I don't know who you say. Five, um... Zools. Five Zools. Five <laughs> fucking Zools. It's feeling chilly here in Erie, so we watched a little a little kind of folly kind of movie. A little Ghostbuster action. It was good. Dan Aykroyd. Very good, phenomenal. Mrs. Bombrat. He fucked the ghost. And, uh, he didn't. Yeah, what do else that. do you want, you know? 
All yeah, right. what else Deuces. can you ask for? Bye. Deuces, goodbye. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Wombat <laughs> Preservation, for once again reviewing Ghostbusters, I believe. Maybe it's the third time. We don't know. There's a new one coming out soon. Maybe we'll get a review yes. for that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's that one. Looks pretty Everyone's good. Everyone's excited. There's a character in that movie named Podcast. People can't wait what? to see this. I'm not what? I'm not joking. So let's go on. Let's uh I wish you were. Let's get let's hear another voicemail. Jabba dabba doo, motherfuckers. It's that Whoa. part picking up from behind the bush, man. Nice. Jabba dabba doo, motherfuckers. Short and sweet. Well, thank you, <laughs> Sasquatch peeking out from behind the bush, man, for checking in. I think some of the Alaska monsters have gotten hold of the voicemail line. It was line. like a yippee ki cool. motherfucker, but yabba dabba doo, motherfucker. I like that. It's pretty good. <laughs> they would have said that if they could. They were on Destination America, these Alaska monster folks. So. Oh, All yeah, right. yeah. So, Let's hear more voicemails. Yeah, here's the next one. the hell out of me i have no idea what that was <laughs> that it started off very very creepy and then i thought i knew the song and i don't i had a couple elements to this as well to make this even creepier for you guys usually when we get these calls there's a phone number that generally comes up this one is unknown so that, no. that makes me feel a little uncomfortable and then also oh, no. this this phone call came to me it got into our answering machine at five o'clock in the morning on a saturday mm. and i just I don't feel good about any of this right now. Just any, any old Saturday? Or was it the this Saturday was this after Saturday. Friday the 13th? Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and it sounded like, I don't know what he was repeating there. Maybe someone can analyze this audio. Maybe it we'll sounded have to look into. It did. It sounded, but it sounded like the, uh, I don't know, some kind of little music box playing Dixie for a second. It sounded like. But a very <laughs> That'd be a weird combo. <laughs> I thought I heard a baby like make a, like yeah, a noise so right a in the very in the beginning. beginning and then it was a, like a toy box is what it sounded right, like. I hear it when it starts over. Because sometimes when, when the music starts on, on Rob's end, I won't hear it fully come in until a full like second and a half. This was also very loud, so I was riding the fader a little bit, but I kind of want to mm. just hear what they I, say at the end real quick. Do you want to just try to hear yeah, if yeah. we can make out yeah, what it sure. is one more Let's time? Let's try to make sure. it out. All right. Something about we bring you a special something. I, that's what I'm hearing at the end. It's... it's yeah. This is Central Control Eddie five five three nine. Is it backwards? Maybe it does. It sounds like it's either oh. German, like like he's saying like five seven something like like there's five, letters nine seventy nine or, or it's reversed like possibly. Dude, gonna, it might be. It could be reversed. It doesn't to, sound exactly like that in the beginning part, but towards the end, it it sounds like it could be. It's what? something. That's, alien. It's creepy. That's Thank you guys. Whoever that was, if you, if your goal is to freak us out, you did it. Yep. High five. Yeah, the two-faced, gr the gray of callers. Thank you so much. I, I, do we you. have another voicemail? We, we thankfully, we one? have another voicemail. We can't end oh, on thank that, God. thankfully. Play so, um, the let's play the next voicemail here. Here we go. 
Hey, Unbelievers, it's Hose B. We got the missus. Hi. And the puck wedgies. Today's adventure, we went to the Sasquatch Outpost in Bailey, Colorado. That is 46 miles southwest of Denver. And let me tell you, it was really small, but it's <laughs> way better than the UFO Museum in Roswell. This place wow. had all kinds of good crap. Totally oh, yeah. fun. They even had little baby Bigfoot chests. Nice. Hope everybody's having a great summer. Talk to you again. All right. Thanks, oh. OSB. Yeah, I saw some pictures he posted of this little Bigfoot museum. This place is super cool. Yeah. It did have little baby Bigfoot feet, little baby big feet cast. Yeah, so. I guess I got to throw him the clip <laughs> since he said that. We got to hit him with the uh, the classic. Um, he was looking at a little baby Bigfoot. It sure was with the little puck wedgies <laughs> in tow with him. Thank you so much, OSB. And yeah, oh, give us a call in the voicemail. That was, uh, that was a good palate cleanser, by the way. I'm so glad that yeah, we got thank that you, OSB. at the let's end. Let's throw that number out again for the voicemail. Sure. You can call 469-420-0114 if you want to leave us a voicemail or creep us out. It's up to you. And that's totally it for, open. The, for the Unbelievers voicemail bag. The Unbelievers mail bag. Ooh, right in the mail bag. Hey, man, check your mailbox. Hey, you got some new mail over here. Mail bag. Mail bag. Mail bag. The mail bag is mail bag. cool. Mail bag. Sup, bitches. It's mail time. All right, Trey, we've come to the part of the show. This is some people's favorite part of the show. What's that? <laughs> sure is mine. It's poll results. This week's poll, what would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? And the choices were wrestle it, ignore it, shave it, try to communicate, or other. I'm going to ask you, Dre Amora, what do you think the unbelievers said? What are they doing to this hairy guy? Oh, God. Uh, shave it. All right. How about you, Rob? Well, you got to do what Krista did. You got to wrestle him. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrestle the unbelievers it first, Damn. Tied for first place. Shave it with try to communicate. <laughs> eight no wrestling three. at all? Damn. Nobody wants no, to wrestle this thing. No one wanted wrestling at all. It was a lot of people wanting to shave it or communicate with it or both. <laughs> so congratulations, Drea. But of course, there are others. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Let his rod fill the bowl in my Mel's hole. Signed, Beverly. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Oh, Beverly. Wow. There will be more on rocks. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and then uh, we'll give her the hole. Uh, yeah. About that hole. Yeah, Thank you, Beverly. Hole. What would you do to a hairy man in your closet? I can pick up a hairy skank and flip it over and throw it into Mel's hole. Not sure <laughs> if it will come back as a seal with shiny black eyes, but if it did, I'd be like, well, what happened? Signed, Unbeliever Carol. How did I know that was Carol? <laughs> Man, everyone's going to get a lot of Mel's Hole references, all right? Uh, yeah, about that hole. A lot of Mel's right. Hole Love references. Carol. Yeah. And she and wants to know that she's asking the question that everybody's asking. Wait, what happened? I don't know. Thank you, Unbeliever <laughs> Carol. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Touch its rod. Signed, Rod Lover 69. Hey, Whoa. Rod Lover 69, checking back in. <laughs> Assuming it has a rod. So you don't have any videos of people swallowing rods? No, not yet. Thank you, Rod Lover 69. <laughs> what would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Almighty God. No, no. I'd have to shave him from nips to nuts, then oil him up to wrestle a new George Nori. Signed, whoa, <laughs> Rococo style. 
Oh, you don't have I, to do that. <laughs> yeah, to that, I'd say this too. I'd say, Almighty God, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you look in your closet, and that's just the first thing oh, you say. I am so glad people are using those George Norrie quotes, though. Yeah, bad, bad, but great Rococo style. Rococo style. <laughs> oh. Of the Rococo style that embellished the building. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? We don't know. Does it eat roadkill? Because I hit something on the way. It was no buck and rut. I think it was a Ted Tog. Signed, Kosher <laughs> Leviathan. <Nice. laughs> Very good. Little story put together here. Do you eat roadkill? Yeah, anyway. You do? Okay, and the roadkill <laughs> is... Two things? Holy cow, that was no buck and rut. Good old bucket ride. Well, oh. you know what it was, probably. He's carrying a TED Talk. TED Talk. Thank you, Kosher Leviathan. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? I don't understand what brought me here to this closet, but I did find a bowl, <laughs> so we know what comes next. Signed, Blue Box UFO. I don't understand what brought me here. I don't understand what brought me here. <laughs> Yay. Trading. All right, and of course... We went to this room, there was this bow on this table, and I was supposed to ejaculate into the bow. Guess the proper one, not the Tom Villeck version. There you go, blue box <laughs> UFO. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Is he a dirty gray turned into yalla? If so, put him in your pocket with a stick and two walnuts. Signed, Harley Warren. A very helpful hey, tip there. Okay, okay. That's solid. A dirty gray turned you know, a dirty gray turned into yalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. sticking two walnuts reference going way back with that caller for Joshua P. Warren. You can tell anybody out there to put a stick or two walnuts in a pocket. You can. Thank you, Harley Warren. You <laughs> what would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? If his ass stuck out, I'd probably take some hair from his ass. Sign Voodoo. That's <laughs> oh, okay. a good plan. <laughs> Why not? There you go. Thank you, Voodoo. Oh, his ass stuck out. I seen his ass. Sorry, sorry. Thank you, Voodoo. <laughs> seen his Bye. ass. Grabbed his hair. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Go on, get. He might try to get in my bed. We don't let hairy guys in bed. That's gay for one thing. We don't do that. Signed, <laughs> Michelle Peace Hamburger. Michelle, there we go. Nice. Get away from here. Get. Get away. Oh, it's actually. You know, <laughs> it goes on. And of course, the reptilians are out, so. We don't get in bed with the reptilians, okay? It's gay for one thing. We don't do that. Peacefully getting a hamburger. Thank you, Michelle, so much. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? I peed my pants and run up a tree. Signed, Flute Full of Beans. Ooh, Flute Full of Beans. That's a new one. Says, what? Pee his pants, run up a tree. I it's peed fine. my pants, man. I'm not going to tell you. What's up anybody. with that? Come on. I'm not gonna Thank tell you, anybody. Flute Full of Beans. Flute full uh, of no, Rob probably wants to play that. Yeah, but my mother thought I was full of beans. So. Good old Stephen Gibb. There he is. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Ask him for help getting an interview with the man who fills bowls. Signed, Pants Filler. Oh, hey, that would be great to get uh, to get old Huggins for an interview. I wonder if we an could do that. Yeah. I would try to some. He doesn't do them anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I've tried well. many times. <laughs> Sorry to the guy who... Be throwing up and filling my pants. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? First, I would see if he's a left-handed buckle grabber. Then I would call him my wet huckleberry. Signed, oh. Green Finhawk. That's so okay. nice. I remember gripping my belt buckle with my left hand, I think it was. 
Sure, and then uh, I call him. He's got a pet name. I'm a wet huckleberry. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank you, Green Finn Hog. <laughs> what would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Shave it, put the hair in a bowl, mix with water, and it will be so hot gooey. When they wake up, they'll say, what <laughs> What happened? Signed, Pamsy. Oh, All right, that's Pamsy my favorite right now. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Shave it, put it in a bowl. It was so English, so, so hot gooey, but even it had a kind of button love for Lamentas. For Lamentas. For Lamentas. That, that's what that really means is... What happened? Um, Thank you, Pam Z. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Trick question. I am the hairy guy. Sign unbelievably hairy unbeliever. <laughs> All right. Oh, you got us this time. Okay. I think I have a I have a sound clip for him, actually. He's hairy. He's scary. Ooh, Lyle Blackburn <laughs> coming back in. Thank you, unbelievably hairy unbeliever. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Why does no one ever mention the huge straight-on hard-on soundbite from the Room 237 episode? <laughs> oh, Side, dude, I yes. forgot about Side that. Side corrupted mask. Well, Thank you, you got to be the change you want to see in this world. And now we get to hear about a very large straight-on hard-on. <laughs> how did that ever like how did we ever forget that slipped right through oh. our fingers hey, slipknot. <laughs> thank you so much corrupted mass you say slipknot you slip it in yes, the, the, the dagger to poor chad you mentioned slipknot thank Don't you corrupted slip. mask oh, what would you do to a hairy guy in your closet hairy guys in the closet what are we back to the barrel episode signed a man <laughs> called host I don't know. I guess not. I hope not. Harry guys in the paranormal. Barilla lurks in these woods. He's one of them. Thank you, man called host. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? My old dad would have given him a hiding. He hated when I played in the closet. Sign scared of my dad guy. Oh, oh no. man. That's just sad. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's more to the lore of, of scared of my dad guy. What would you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Assume he's here to see my wife. Signed K Mill. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that works. Hey, well, some some missing like, time involved. Does he need going like on. a hairier body? Like why? Why is? Okay. Well, she likes hairy guys. There's so Thank many questions. Thank you, K. Mill, for yeah, for your answers bring so many questions. Thanks. <laughs> would you, hairy guy, in your closet? I would sick the punk wudgies after it. It's probably their creepy uncle anyway. Signed, Hose B. Thank you. And finally, <laughs> last one for this evening. Would you, hairy guy, in your closet? Alligator man equals Fiji mermaid, not hunky lizard god. Late unbeliever angry. Signed. Uh, yes. Late unbeliever. P.S. What time do polls show so I can be early? Yeah, they, they, we don't know. We don't know that. Uh, like, dude, late unbeliever. You need unbeliever. to go like three months in the future at least. Okay, but Alligator Man equals Fiji Mermaid. He's way back a little bit still. He's catching up, uh, but I got something lizard for him. I'll play your watch talk and do the lizard mask on. All right, thank you, Unbeliever. Late Unbeliever. Wow, so many great ones. I'm going to go over real quick. What do you do to a hairy guy in your closet? Let his rod fill the bowl in my Mel's hole. That was Beverly. Uh, <laughs> we had we had Rod Lover 69 with Touch It's Rod. We had Rococo Style with Almighty God. No, no. I'd have to shave him from nips to nuts, then oil him up to wrestle a new George Nori. We had Kosher Leviathan with We Don't Know. Does it eat roadkill? Because I hit something on the way. It was no buck and rut. I think it was a Ted Tug. 
we had Blue Box UFO with, I don't understand what brought me here to this closet, but I did find a bowl, so we know what comes <laughs> next. We had Harley Warren with, is he a dirty gray turned into yellow? If so, put him in your pocket with a stick and two walnuts. You had Voodoo with, if his ass stuck out, I'd probably take some hair from his ass. I like that we one. Had, For some reason, that, that one kind of jumps out to me, but I do I like that Very one good one. Yeah, you like We butts. had Michelle Peaceburger with, go on, get. He might try to get in my bed. We don't let hairy guys in bed. That's gay for one thing. We don't do that. We had Flute Full of Bees. With I'd pee my pants then run up a tree. We had Unbeliever Carol with I can pick up a hairy skank and flip it over and throw it into Mel's hole. Not sure if it will come back as a seal with shiny black eyes, but if it did, I'd be like, Whoa, what happened? We had uh, Pants Filler with Ask Him for Help getting an interview with the man who fills bowls. We had Green Finnock with First, I would see if he's a left handed buckle grabber, then I'd call him a wet huckleberry. We had Pam Z with Shave it, put the hair in a bowl with water, and it would be so hot, gooey. When they wake up, they'll say, What? What happened? happened we had unbelievably hairy unbeliever with trick question i am the hairy guy you had corrupted mask why does no one ever mention the huge straight on hard on soundbite from room 237 episode we had man called host with hairy guys in the closet what are we back to barilla you had scared of my dad guy my old dad would have given him a hiding he hated when i played in the closet yeah k mill with assume he's here to see my wife we had host b with i would sick the puck wedgies after it is probably the creepy uncle anyway and we had the late unbeliever with alligator man equals fiji mermaid not honky lizard god late unbeliever angry <laughs> <laughs> so many Angry fun poll results. End. As always, I'm going to ask you, Drea Mora, who won this week's poll? Oh, everyone's getting better and better at these. Um, no. God, I'm torn between Beverly, Blue Box UFO, and Pamsy, but I I think I have to give it to Pamsy because, like, literally references what the, what she's going to do with the hair and the hairy guy. Yeah, and it sounds and actually not, it. Sounds not that bad. What about you, Rob? Well, as I've already said, I liked Voodoo's a lot because it just, it's a funny <laughs> image of just like, imagine if there was a hairy guy hiding in your closet and all you saw was his ass sticking out. What would you really do? You pull a little bit of that hair off. So I do like that, but <laughs> I got to go with you. Just a little bit? <laughs> just, a little, just a little bit. You got to take a little bit. And uh, I really did like Pamsies though, too. So I'm going to have to, I got to hop on that one with Drea. All right. Well, you've already outvoted me, and I was going to say it anyway. I'll give a good, yeah, good runner up to those other ones to Voodoo and also to uh, Corrupted Mask for bringing back that straight on, hard on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but couldn't stand up to Pam Z. Congratulations with the shave it, put the hair in a bowl, mix the water. It would be so hot, gooey. When they wake up, they'll say, What would happen? <laughs> you just won this week's poll results. Now we come to the end of the program. Before we go, Drea Mora, do you have anything you would like to say or plug? Um, yeah, just uh, the usual Instagram at Spirits and Spirits Pod, and also I'm at Best Drea Mora on Instagram, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Unbeliever Drea, and then also it's Ghost Drinkers at Ghost Drinkers on Twitter. What about you, Rob? Anything to plug? I will just say uh, if you could do us a favor and just click subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening to the show on right now, if you haven't already done that, because that will help us out a lot, go leave us a five-star review because those help us out a lot. Uh, that's Apple, you know, Apple podcast. Um, but besides that, just check out my Instagram at Rob Oki at Oki audio and, um, and yeah, check out our Patreon. 
Yeah, what are you doing? Go follow Rob. Go follow us all Oki Audio. Go follow the show. Go follow all that. All right, and I don't really have a plug, but I want to say that, yeah, Mothman Festival we saw has been canceled. I know it's a bummer, and but we are still going to be out there hanging out, recording together. So I, this isn't really a plug or anything, but yeah, we are aware it's been canceled. If, if, if anyone's still going out there, you can hit us up. We'll Maybe we'll can hang out and do something there. That's it. The Unbelievers Podcast host today were Drea Mora and me, Russ Ryan. Our producer and soundboard engineer is Rob Oki. You can get our tarot cards at unbelievablepodcards.com. You can join that Patreon by going to patreon.com slash unbelieverspodcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at unbelieverspod and Instagram at unbelieverspodcast. Our Facebook group is the Unbelievable Podcast Network. And check out our merch store at TeePublic. There is a link in the description. And thank you so much to all the patrons. Dominic Sheely, Leah Vicious, Linnea Sturte, Fabian, Art Muffin, Nick Marshall, Ramiro, Sam Schvoval, Creepy Little Book, Johnny Knotts, Sandra and Deborah Foles, Cade Bote, Chris Stroker, Jeffrey Hartnarf, Luis Payon, 8-Bit Melody, Jenny Dyer, Christopher Balderama, David Egglehoff, Pam Z, JT Sprankland, Vic Voss, Little BB, Dr. Ortega, Tala Ventura, Adam Dvorak, Corrupted Mass, Michael Phillips, Carol Valley, Manny, MQ Ultra, CJP, Braden Hit, Raymond Orwell, Todd X, Christopher Panici, The Moon, that's it. Mike Henry, Bryce Wapperberger <laughs> Jr., John Cronenberg Jr., he's back. Don Bright, Shannon Ferrigno, Tom O'Connell, Donna Bance, Jenna Stevens, Cat Chaos, Jason Kelly, Mike Braun, Brian, Mike, no, Mike, I don't know who Mike Braun is. Mike. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Brian. Braun. <laughs> I, I know who he is. He's not on here. <laughs> Brian Ashton, Michael Armenta, Jack S., uh, Wombat Preservationist. Our music advisor is Pandora3373. Our official composer and theme song creators, Unbeliever A.A. Ron, a.k.a. Aaron Chilb. You can follow him on Instagram at the Aaron Chill, our official graphic designer and card maker who designed our logo is Raymond Rowell. Check out his work at P Raven Creative on Twitter and Project Raven Creative on Instagram. Our official unbeliever listening between the stations for a message from Art Bell is Scott E. Our official Hazmat Lou is Hazmat Lou. Our official unbeliever without a title is Nicholas Aristavi. Our official unbeliever raising Puck Wudgies is Joe Filler. Our official Big Island Paranormal Friendly Weatherman is Green Finnock. Our official Sagittarius is Cosanton. Our official Gemini is not Chad Kalick. Our official Madman <laughs> is Unbeliever Adam. Our official Mothman enthusiast is Michael Shields. Our official Unbeliever is MUFON Inside Man is Christine Marais. Our official Unbeliever peacefully eating a hamburger is Michelle Durham. Our official Unbeliever time traveler is Taylor Nelson. Our official ghost hunter is Amelia Child to ghost hunting in New England and Hall- Hubie Halloween right around the corner. Our official senior European correspondent is K. Mill of the I Don't Know podcast. Our official guardian of the bench is at Kraken Stacker. Our official alien bopper is Nunchuck Bop. And this week's unbeliever focus is Dominic Sheely, who reached out to tell me that Jeremy Leonard and Ghosts of Morgan City has not been renewed for a second season. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised, to be honest. After watching season one, I was saying this about the Discovery Channel. They were willing to pay them to ghost hunt? Good night, Skyfall. <laughs> coming off like sausages on a conveyor belt. We have these creatures coming off like sausages on a conveyor belt.